I'm Addie Lowen. Here's your Stabak Online Daily News for Monday, May 17th. Coming up, we've got today's COVID-19 case count numbers and some really great stories. One is of a boy, eight years old, found 18 hours after he went missing. And then a couple who formerly lived in Manitoba traveled from Alberta to PEI. We'll explain more coming up in moments. Let's begin with this story. A woman from the Kleefeld area has been denied permission to operate a dog breeding home business. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. Jennifer Grenier appeared before Hanover Council Wednesday seeking permission to grow from three adult dogs to five and run a dog breeding operation. Hanover Council received six letters of objection and Reeve Santave says they also heard from a neighbor who expressed concern with these Rottweilers and German Shepherd. Well, concerns are barking, lots of barking, and of course they have kind of a more of a intimidating breed, I guess you'd call it, so neighbors are somewhat scared of those dogs and stuff. So Grenier told council that one reason they have Rottweilers is to keep intruders off their property. She notes the dogs are also therapeutic for her autistic son. Council was unanimous in denying the request. Tave says one reason is that there are already many dogs in that neighborhood. I'm Shannon Duick. And Steinbeck City Council got a chance to tour the city's most expensive capital project to date this past week. The brand-new water treatment plant at the corner of Kidding Road and Park Road cost the city over $10 million. Mayor Earl Funk says it was great to be able to see the facility firsthand. This is the first time for all of council. And, you know, we don't get into buildings like this very often because water uh, water supply is very controlled and it's, it's very fussy and in bigger cities council wouldn't even get to be in here it's just for employees only because it's so regulated but we got this tour it was great to be here it's great to see this and it's great to see where our 13 million dollars had gone to and it it was well spent Funk says this facility was built to handle more wells than are currently being used which shows Steinbeck's ongoing commitment to growth Police say injuries do not appear to be serious from a two-vehicle crash, which took place this morning south of Turand. It happened just after 7 a.m. at the intersection of Highway 59 and Highway 52. According to RCMP, a southbound vehicle driven by a 39-year-old male from Mitchell was turning east onto Highway 52 when it collided nearly head-on with a northbound vehicle driven by a 65-year-old female from the arm of Emerson Franklin. Police say the 39-year-old male was charged under the Highway Traffic Act for proceeding before it was safe to do so. And St. Anne police stopped a motorist traveling nearly double the speed limit on Sunday along the Trans-Canada Highway. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. The incident happened just outside of St. Anne. Police Chief Mark Robichaud gives us the details. While doing uh, dedicated traffic enforcement on the number one highway, we had uh, wrote a ticket for 189 kilometers uh, in a 100 zone. Subsequently, they were also charged with impaired refusal, uh, you know, which is very, very concerning given the speeds and the time of day. I mean, it was only at 5 p.m. in the evening. The 21-year-old male from La Brokery was issued a ticket for more than $1,200 and had his car impounded. Robichaud says this is very concerning and says his officers have been noticing a lot more high-speed infractions over the last while. I'm Shannon Duick. 
and the wildfire burning in the arm of Piney is now contained, but still not under control. The arm of Piney remains under a state of local emergency, and council has issued a complete burn ban. In a release issued this morning, the RM states that the communities of Sandylands, Woodridge, and St. Lob are not at risk. Current weather conditions are not favorable and continue to create an extreme fire danger. Provincial fire attack crews remain on site and the perimeter of the fire has been scanned by aerial thermal cameras to help identify hot spots. Two helicopters remain dedicated to the fire to provide aerial support. Heavy equipment continues to work the fire lines. And there's a chance that we could break some temperature records today and tomorrow in Steinbach. Environment Canada is calling for a high of 30 degrees on both days. The record high for May 17th is 31.1 degrees, while the record high for May 18th is 32 degrees. Natalie Hazel with Environment Canada says starting on Wednesday, our weather will change with showers and cooler conditions for the rest of the week. It's not going to be driving rain for the entire time. It's going to be showers, so on and off, precipitation maybe little pockets. There might be a few thunderstorms embedded in that stuff. Temperatures get cooler than normal starting on Thursday. For those who have already planted their garden, Hazel says currently the coolest overnight temperature this week will be 4 degrees on Saturday. A spokesperson with Shared Health says Manitoba's health care system continues to be stretched due to the high volume of COVID-19 cases. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. Lynette Siragusa says as of midnight, there were 120 patients in our intensive care units, including 73 who have or had COVID-19. She notes since January 1st, our province has seen 34 individuals admitted to the ICU, even though they had the vaccine. However, Saragusa says in nearly every case, it was within three weeks of being immunized. Which is an important factor for us to consider that when you get your dose, when you get your immunization, uh, you, you need to still be cautious for about three weeks. And uh, the evidence would show us that after about three weeks, the vaccine is around 90% effective. Meanwhile, Saragusa says ICU capacity is dependent on staffing. She notes during the second wave of COVID-19, our province's peak capacity was 129 patients in ICU. Saragusa says she anticipates reaching 129 very soon. I'm Shannon Duick. Now to today's COVID-19 case count numbers. As public health officials have confirmed, there are 430 new cases of the virus in our province. Of those, 44 are in Southern Health, including five in Steinbeck, four in Taché, and three in the Niverville Richot District. As well, an outbreak has been declared at the Bethesda Regional Health Centre on the medical unit. The facility has been moved to the critical level on the pandemic response system. Meanwhile, one Manitoban with COVID-19 has died. The male in his 60s lived in the Southern Health region. And this past Saturday, the province announced more than half of all adults in Manitoba have been given their first dose of COVID-19 vaccine. Dr. Brent Rusin says vaccination rates need to be in the high 70s to get the community benefits of the vaccines, which he says will put the province in a good spot to start loosening these restrictions. However, before we get there, if cases continue to rise, Rusin says more restrictions could be put in place. The race to vaccinate quickens as Manitobans aged 12 to 17 were added to the eligibility list on Friday. The province says on that same day, 41,754 appointments were booked. 
almost doubling the previous 26,000 record the day before. And the Manitoba First Nations Police Service are grateful for the help in bringing a successful end to the search for a missing 8-year-old boy over the weekend. The boy, considered at high risk with special needs and autism, wandered from his home on the Rosa River First Nation around 7 o'clock Friday night. An extensive search was launched that included RCMP search and rescue, police dog services, drone operators and officers from the RCMP Morris Detachment. The search continued through the night and into the next day, and 18 hours later, the child was found eight kilometers from his home. He was alive and suffering from the effects of hypothermia. The boy was returned to the community for medical treatment and reunited with his family. Police say he is expected to fully recover. And as many already know, moving is never easy. But moving across the country in the midst of a pandemic comes with a whole new set of challenges. Laura Andrews and her husband Trevor are from the southeast, but for the last few years they have been living in Vermilion, Alberta. Andrews says she recently got a job working with Atlantic Salmon in Prince Edward Island and notes the drive across Canada was a challenge. Going through Ontario, there's stops you have to get asked questions while you're traveling. For New Brunswick and PEI, you actually have to get pre-approved to go into those provinces. So getting those paperwork, getting letters saying we're coming for work. And also in PEI, we have to get a 72-hour test before entering the province. On top of that, isolate for two weeks. Unfortunately, Andrew says they weren't able to visit friends and family on their way through Manitoba. However, she notes they're now safely in PEI in the middle of self-isolation. For details on these stories and more, including photos, videos, and interview, go to the news page at StanbackOnline.com. I'm Addie Lowen.